0: Welcome to Fatty Z Muskie Podcast. I'm Andy. Join on the phone. I have Vance. Hi, Vance. Hi, good evening. Hi. We have Todd. Hi, Todd.
1: Good evening. And always remember to shoot him in the leg, boys.
0: That's right. And uh Gear Man, how are you?
1: Hey, hey guys. How you
0: doing? Good. Good. Um, so this is gonna be a uh another bait review podcast. It's gonna be our last one of the season. Um just kind of giving a heads up on that about what we're uh, going to be going down. But before we get into that, we need to thank our fine sponsors. And our first one, as pretty much always has been, Fat AZ Muskie Products. com. That is the website uh, on there. You can find links to our store where we have baits and rod holders. Not too many baits, but rod holders for sure. Um... You can find a link to the podcast and just a nice cute little homepage. Um, that's about it. I really cut that down over the last few years just to make it pretty streamlined there. But uh, bait-wise, Musky Tackle Online, I believe, would has some left. I don't know um, exactly how many because they have placed another order, and uh, so that usually means they're low. But you can check out them and Team Rhino Outdoors, Team Rhino has standard colors as long as well as exclusive colors. So uh, check out those outlets if you're looking for some baits. And uh, I'm not going to go too long-winded, so Muddy Creek.
1: Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, com. Check out our website. Get a hold of us booking for 2022. 20, it has well underway. Uh, April, May, we're going to be fishing in Pennsylvania, probably a plethora of lakes there, and then uh, starting in uh, Memorial Day weekend, last Saturday in May through November, we'll be fishing up the Chautauqua Lake, get a hold of myself, or Vance, or Muddy Creek, Anyway, you want to do it. And uh, if you know when you're you're coming up next year for a vacation, get a hold of us, because the days are already filling up, so, uh, you know, sooner the better. Try to get your date, and we will get you out there and try our best to get you on some fish. Shout out to Ranger Boats for sponsoring Muddy Creek in
2: this show. Uh, Get all your Ranger Boat needs at Vic Sports Center in Kent, Ohio. Uh, Check them out for Triton's Starcraft Star Welds. A used boat inventory that... Never mind. I just got a text from Andy that said echo, so I'm going to go under. I'm going to go under the blanket here. I'm like a ghost now. Ooh. So thank you. Thank you for interrupting me. But well, uh, you know, I was also sending out, you
0: I was getting ready to send another this. text to say text that you got this. Because some background information that people don't know is if I'm picking up some weird kind of sound, I'll try to, like, discreetly send out texts, And a lot of times it's not, you know, felt or heard or acknowledged. And I have a string of text blowing up just to try to get attention. So this time it actually became... um, uh, I, I know that you you got this text as I was typing up the next one, saying <laughs> text to let me know that you got this.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's great. Check out Vix. Um, check out Vix for all your boating needs. St. Crow rods, best rods on earth. Uh, I just sent a rod back in that uh, had broke, and it was one of the old Triumphs. So I'm wondering what they are going to. Uh, God dang it! um <laughs> he texted me boobs, just like not not a picture of boobs, but, boobs. but uh anyway, thank for our rods <laughs> um they discontinued that line you know of triumphs, so like what are they gonna i want I'm curious to see what they're going to offer me uh because like that. I line it at them.
1: That 7-6 that Triumph that we used to use for the boards and all that, that's mm-hmm. they're out there. They're done. No kidding. It
0: might have had something to do with that, that the Mojo series that they've been pushing hard.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because it goes like Mojo and then Premiere. Now Premiere is like below end when that used to be.
0: I thought right the Triumph was it. was like a little below um, the Premiere in oh, terms of the yeah, hierarchy. Well,
2: it certainly was, okay, um, but like now, since there's no triumph, the premiere is is the low end, and that used to be like right behind a legend tournament series, you know yep.
0: so bottom of the, the barrel, yeah,
2: you know, bottom of the barrel, maybe they'll uh, offer me one of those, who knows, but uh, check out saint Croix, and um, that is it for me,
0: all right. Well, then I guess I'm going to pick up the slack again as I have to bring it up every single time. If you're looking, you know, it, it, it's getting fall pretty soon. Your boat's going to be a mess with, you know, giant musky poop everywhere, as Todd likes to talk about in the fall, you know, pulling these fall fatties in and just making a mess of everything. And if you're finally fed up with, you know, moldy smelling wet carpet, perhaps you should check out another option. That is Aquatraction. Um you're unfamiliar with aqua traction, which by now I think most people have heard me say this before, but this is better than carpet. This outperforms EVA foam in every category. Why is that? Because this is polyethylene foam. It's 100% cross-linked. It's closed cell. It's not going to absorb water. It's stain resistant. There's no shrinking, no peeling. It is digitized for your boat, not just off the shelf hey, this is what should fit your boat. No, they measure your boat, cut it to your boat. You have, you know, huge amount of creativity in designing a pattern that you would like to have as your flooring. Um, Steve, do you give Aqua Traction a thumbs up or a thumbs down?
3: Uh, I give it multiple thumbs up. And as soon as my carpet bites the dust, I know where I'm going.
0: You heard it from Gear Man. I don't know if I need to really push it any further. The word has been spoken. Check them out. Uh, Email would be nick at amfmarine.com. Nick is also the owner of AMF Marine. He makes swim platforms and stuff and is our local dealer for Aqua Traction. You could also look up Aqua Traction to find a dealer closer to you, should you not be near Nick. But be sure to check them out. And big thanks to Aqua Traction. All right. Well, the three baits that we're going to be doing. Uh, the first, I'm just going to kind of name them all off in the order that we're going to be reviewing these. The first bait that we're doing is Andrew's Musky Bait. Um, it is called the Twitch Six. The next bait that we're going to be reviewing is Ashcrafted Musky Lures. It's the 8-inch Honey Badger. And the last bait of the 2021 season was donated by Supernatural Big Baits. It is the 8 5 Matlock. That's going to be the last one when we're wrapping up here. So let's get started with this. So Andrew Muskie Bates has already donated. Uh, well, he donated two baits, and one of them, everything all right over there?
2: I'm just playing with baits.
0: Oh, okay. It sounded like you were, like, dumping ice into a glass or, you know, something like that. No,
2: it's just that I'm, I'm actually home right now.
0: And, I could tell because of the uh, echo. I made that ceiling.
2: And uh, um, I'm back underneath. But uh, I'm putting this on my handmade uh, w- walnut table, and I just don't want it to scratch it with these extra sharp hooks.
0: Okay, scratch the bait or scratch your table? Table. (laughs) Okay.
2: (laughs) I really like the way these baits look under the lights. There's like little subtleties.
0: Under the lights or under the blanket? Well,
2: I can still see.
0: (laughs) Is it like an Afghan and you can half like peer out of it and still understand what's going (laughs) on?
2: I made one for the show when we had problems with this. uh, And I just cut like, it looks like a ghost thing. You know, like eyes, (laughs) mouth. So I could breathe and see. Please
0: don't tell me this involves fire. No. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. Okay. That joke didn't land with everyone in this <laughs> thing, but it landed with you. Um, all right. You're going to
1: watch when the, uh, here in a couple months, you're going to sh- scare your kid.
0: That's right. I'm pretty, not announcing that. Pr- pretty spooky. Well, like everywhere. <laughs>
2: Uh, it's like really hot down here. It's real messed up, but I got this Andrews bait in me hand.
0: Okay, let me let me Let's do the do intro it. now that now that I've had to call you out on the noise you've been making. Yeah,
2: man, I'm just getting crushed tonight for Christ's sake.
0: Well, you're calling out all my funny texts to you. <laughs> <laughs> you.
2: You slipped me up twice, you know.
0: Sit me boobs. Let's go. All right. Uh, Andrew's Musky Baits. He donated two baits to our bait review show. Uh, Earlier, we did the Little Chubby. Uh, That was, I believe, the first show we did. Um, But this this one is the Twitch 6. So a little bit of background. I'm not going to hit it as long as I did on the first one because you can pick pick up on the first bait review show but uh he started building in 2016 and in 2017 he was starting to sell uh sell some of his baits uh he sells primarily on facebook uh he also has some baits and brick and mortar stores marks bait tackle and ammo if anyone remembers me uh doing that plug years ago chautauqua real outdoors would be another one uh his baits are made of cedar and um i gotta watch because i'm going off the other review sheet, but, um, Andrew, he's, he's up in, uh, up in New York. I'm trying to remember if he's chapter 69 or chapter 70, but he's, a uh, at least the last I knew he was an active, active member of muskies Inc. So, uh, real big thanks to, uh, Andrew and his donations here. But let's talk about this Twitch six, this Twitch six. So if anyone's familiar with Andrew's bait lineup, I'm going to say that like this bait body kind of mimics like his original baits like that his uh his trolling baits that he made uh i'd call it more like a minnow style it kind of has a nice banana curve to it vance would you think that i'm misrepresenting it by saying that no i would say it has
2: like an arched back um with a, a a very small uh drop belly on it but i forget what he called that
0: I mean was to just me it like almost an is Andrews
2: like an Andrew's bait 6 I think it was it was a trolling bait initially just
0: yeah so uh, he didn't
2: there wasn't like a special name for it or anything I don't recall but it looks unique to his work if you pick this up you'd be like oh this is an Andrew's bait
1: absolutely it's the first thing that I, it like it, it's just funny how quick somebody has a style and I could see that from <laughs> across the boat if somebody bought, brought it out I'd be like oh that's one of the Anders baits just to style the painting the look yeah
0: it, it, I think it's
2: it's kind of unique
1: like I don't I don't really think that there's
2: many others that look like this
0: no and like like how you describe it with that drop belly I would almost call it like an elongated shad bait it has like a shad kind of a profile but then the tail is long and slenders back Um, you know, it, like I said, we've already talked about this. It, it is, it is so neat how you can quickly pick up here just in a year or so, you know, granted he's been doing it for more than a year or so, but you just already know the look when you see it, you know, the shape. Um, so kind of has that, that's kind of his thing. Um, so a little bit of history on this bait, um, this was actually one of, like, the first baits that he was tinkering with in 2016. Um, and I'm, this is going off of my uh, little interview phone call I had earlier today with him. Um, early early in his attempts in 2016, he wanted it for trolling and quickly found out that it didn't work for trolling with the way this was set up. So pretty much pushed it off to the side um, until, like, the fall of 17. so a, roughly a year and a half later. Just kind of let it sit there. You know, he ran... He he knew it ran kind of shallow. And he he kind of played with it for casting. This is a casting bait. Um Even though a, a lot of times when you're looking at uh what would typically be considered a crankbait, which I think a Twitch bait is a crankbait, um, you know, a lipped bait, you immediately kind of think of trolling in the musky world. But this one is... It is meant for casting. Um as he quickly found out that with just like lip size and angle and all that stuff. Um, it really hasn't been for sale. Just, you know, some people might know of it in passing. Um, some of his close friends, you know, they have them and been using them. He, he has been using them probably since 2017 since, you know, that's what I just said. The, um, it's small batch kind of thing. Uh, he doesn't believe he's going to be going like full balls on making these, but they will be, thrown in when making other baits. You know, a little bit here, a little bit there. Um, you can get a hold of him through Facebook Messenger. That's, like, the best way he's, uh, you know, he told me to, to give a contact there. And uh, As of right now, it's not really, where, like, place and order kind of style. It's when he makes them, they'll be available for sale. Um, he also said that availability will be coming in shortly. So as of this podcast, he does not have any available for sale, but so kind of keep that in mind. I don't want to say this is like a pre-production kind of thing, but you could get your hands on this bait as you know, we've done in the previous shows where we uh, raffle these, these baits off for the minnows. Um, So that sounds
2: like it's, it sounds like it's something that if you would message him and ask him and say, Hey, I want this Twitch six. He would make it for you.
0: Possibly. I don't want to put words in his mouth, but he kinda of says if I'm gonna be doing this this many of this of the of his trolling baits, he might throw a couple of these in, in there and and take them to, to completion. It's not a off the shelf item, I guess you wanna say. He's a small batch guy, but yeah. It's limited numbers, let's just put it to you that way. So with that, Vance kind of just you you're, you describe the shape of the bait. Describe this is a like a I'd call it a fire tiger pattern, but it's in it's in your hand. I'm looking at a photo of it. Hit home hit home what this bait looks like. And
2: so what this bait looks like here, it, it definitely has a fire tiger base. It also has fire tiger stripes to it. Um, you will notice a uh, green back. It fades into somewhat of a chartreuse yellow, and uh, it has an orange breast and tail on it. Um, This is a glitter bait, Um, so it is very very flashy. Um, Man, I think it's green. I I don't know if he. I think he painted over the glitter. To be quite honest with you, I'm zooming in on the photo.
0: I would have to agree.
2: Yeah, it's really hard to tell. It blends so nicely. Um, so I'm like, did he start with green glitter or did he start with yellow glitter? I can't tell because when you flip up the belly, you have that yellow chartreuse with the orange breast. Um, but I can't tell what he started with. Whatever it is, it blends nicely. This guy's talented with the brush. Um Obviously. And uh, it has really, really nice tiger stripes on it for that fire tiger look and a gold scale on it. And these fire tiger um, stripes, if you look at the back line up, man, they are like perfect.
0: These they fire know. tiger stripes, I'm also going to mention they're stenciled and they're crisp.
2: Mm-hmm. But they're... But they're they're really really spot on from side to side so um that's essentially what it looks like there and um
0: it's I mean, a it's a screw def- eye bait
2: yep it's a screw eye bait um lexan screw eye lip. tie point uh lexan lip, absolutely um 3d eyes it's really really pretty this is a gorgeous
0: bait very nice and uh Really?
2: Can I almost I'll also comment on really crisp around the lip? Like, there's no—you can barely tell that it was masked. How okay. tough to do?
0: So a clean, clean mask job on the on the lip. So mm-hmm. a fine attention to detail. What you're saying?
2: Really fine. When you look at these things under the light, and I have like ultra white lights in my basement. You can see all these like little details, and when you paint, you can tell that it's like an extra step and stuff like that. He put the eyes like prior to the eyes. There's like these this like little emerald hue to it. Um, you know, a step that he probably didn't need to do, but he did it anyway because it's badass and uh, just really cool stuff.
0: Yeah, and this is uh, this this Bates price range is. Right around forty dollars. Um, the reason I said wow. range in uh, about forty dollars is because they're not really for sale yet. So that's going to be expected to be in that ballpark when when they are available. So, all right. Anybody? Uh, you know, we have Gearman, Todd, and Vance. They all ran the baits. Um, mm-hmm. Vance has been talking uh, between Gearman and Todd. Who wants to talk about the bait first?
1: I'll go. Uh, man, I, I just going back to that finish, like you almost have to, uh, probably that glitter in there, but it almost looks like it's a foil bait at a distance. You know, when I first picked it up, I was looking to see, see that. So the, the, the finish is incredible. I mean, you're uh, noticing the really, really tight scale.
0: I was about to say that. Yeah. Yeah. Pumps,
1: yeah.
2: You know? yeah. Yep. And, it, and I'm doing that right now. And yes, you can see that, but then you just pull it in and it's like, oh yeah it's there's not perfect scale,
1: yep foiled or you know there's tape under there or something uh really good looking bait uh very slow- well i'm so reeling that thing real slow, tons of action on that bait at a real slow speed. When I would use it, Andy, I know you always want to ask that question, Mm -hmm. you know, I I think that would be a good bait for this, you know, what's coming up here, this, you know, late fall, wintertime fishing, stream fishing, you know, because, man, you don't Mm -hmm. have to pull that thing very hard at all, and it gives you a ton of action. Will not take a lot of speed, but it's not made to. Uh, Lots of of wiggling going on there at a very slow uh, retrieve.
0: Would you almost kind of call it like a, it like a wake bait? Like if you pull it slow enough that it doesn't dive, is it up there kind of wiggling, making? It... Yeah,
1: I'm sure it would stay up there. It's not gonna. It doesn't get real deep for me. You know, it didn't get, didn't get real deep for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, sort of the opposite of that other little bait he sent us, which I was not expecting it to get deep. <laughs> I thought that one, all oh, this is going to get down there a little bit. But you know, fishing in the tight weeds, you know, on a nice calm day when you can really work a bait not going to work good on for us on chautauqua with a 10 mile an hour wind you know because you retrieve that thing uh pretty slow but on a nice calm day working some weed weeds pockets and stuff uh stream fishing i could see it being a really good bait
0: nice gear man tell me about your opinion
1: well and and you know, I'm
3: kind of mirroring a little bit of what Todd said in fishing it. Now, where I fished it is a very nice, clear, kind of calm lake. The day I was on it with the submerged weeds, and I I thought it fished really nice above those weeds. And it's one of those baits. You know, we we talk about baits that take some effort and skill to kind of work, and then some of those baits that you could really just hand to a beginner and it would probably really catch fish. This is one of those that you could hand to somebody. You can put a lightweight rod with it and they could just cast and kind of retrieve straight, and it has a ton of action coming across those weeds. I was just convinced something was going to nail it every time because it just has that kind of seductive look as it comes through uh, through the water. Now, I didn't, you know, I tried it a couple of ways, just the slow rolling, we talked about the slow rolling type of technique, just kind of reeling it in slow. That part, you know, again, has that nice action, but then I also tried the, the twitching aspect of what's in the name, and it, it you kind of rip it, and it does like a nice type of, a kick if you will and and so it had a lot of nice action that way but what i like about it is the fact that you know i'm always looking for those kind of finesse lures that i could put on a spinning rod so i like to carry that musky spinning rod with me i like carrying the bait caster i like carrying you know the fly rod so i, I like having that uh, uh lineup and this one fits really nice into that spinning rod it, it's it's one that could cast a mile because it's lightweight so it really cast it well and I, like i said you can work it different ways with the the Twitches or you just straight retrieve it and it had a lot of great action. So so that, that's where I think that the applications would be good and it's great, like I said, for a beginner as well as uh, any advanced fisherman that really can get that action with the Twitch. So that's oh, I... that'd be my comments on it.
0: That's your comments. Vance, how about you?
2: Yeah, I'll piggyback off of off of Steve there. Uh this is something that I can hand to a beginner. Um and it would work really well uh with just a straight retrieve. Or a tap and a reel and a tap and a reel. Uh just very simple cadences, uh, to get the action out of this because it does have a lot of action in it at a slow retrieval. Um so it's great for a be a beginner uh to throw. It would be something that I'm like, Okay, I don't have a raptor that I can't get the jerk bait down, they can't get a buck keep a bucktail out of a weed. Um let me give him this, you know, and uh you know just do whatever you want with it, uh because it's gonna have crazy action, it's gonna dart and uh do all these sorts of cool things, um but as like an advanced fisherman, I'd see somebody saying like you know, I downsized my lore uh that day and picked this up and threw it out there as a twitch uh and and, you know, had a successful day because of it. I was thrown, you know, say like a big Jake and they didn't want that. Uh, and then I grabbed this instead and boom, they hit that. Uh, I could see this uh, being a nice marriage with that scenario. Um, I also want to want to say that uh, I love the name Twitch Six. It's cool. It reminds me of like Pick Six football. Um, very cool name. Um, and um just going back to when I first picked it up and I was going back to when we were just like talking about and I was like, Oh, that's an Andrews bait. And I got the baits last and, and I got them a little bit late. So I was like, Oh, it's an Andrews bait. And I didn't pay attention to anything. I just put it in the water as a troller. And I was like, what? I was like, This is not an Andrews bait. I was like, it is an Andrews bait. (laughs) I was like, okay, it's a Twitch bait. My bad. (laughs) Like, just picked it up. I was like, oh my god. But uh, again, uh, those those are the ways that I would I would use them seasonally on the inland lakes on a slow day, something like that. Again, I could see somebody picking this up in. A scenario where they're, you know, you think big fish, big baits, big wind, big waves, all those BS articles. I could see somebody picking this up, this little six inch twitch, and being more successful uh, and having, you know, a day that was slow because they thought this is big bait season, it's the fall, yada, yada, yada. I can see them picking this up and getting strikes. So, uh, really cool stuff, really great paint job, good dude that makes it. And, um, you know, I just want to say thank you to him, uh, again for, uh, just donating this for a, a good cause.
0: All right. So I got a couple of questions for you guys and I, I'm going to kind of sum up the way I'm the, the impression I'm getting on this. So how does it cast? It, it, it looks kind of light. It looks, you know, kind of small. Does, does it cast nice? Oh,
1: well, like I mentioned. Absolutely. But
2: it's easy, simple.
1: It 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 it, it kinda of reminded me of like uh when you hand somebody that little, our our little raptor, you're like, Wow, this is gonna be hard to throw, but it just started right out there the same as the six inch raptor did, you know.
0: Yeah, and that and that's important too. Like I, I kinda of figured it was gonna do that, but if you're handing this to a newbie, having a bait that casts really nice really can help the day. <laughs>
1: it definitely does.
0: Um, but Vance kind of hit on this real, real quick. It, it, it's, it's, it was a consensus there that it was an easy bait to run and you immediately go to beginners. But with, with how you guys describe this and talking with Andrew himself, I can almost see this as like a beginner bait or an extreme expert bait. And why I go with the extreme expert bait, I just really wanted to kind of make it that it's hitting both ends of the spectrum here. Because you can just let someone that really doesn't know how to pay attention to the details run it. But you can also have scenarios to where I'm going to pick apart this spot. I don't care if it's going to take me two hours. I'm going to pick apart this 100 yards. To where you can work it so painfully slow and almost glider-like, holding it in spots with a lot of action. You know, you have a pocket that might be 20, 30 foot long, and you cast it up there and you want the maximum action you can have which in, in the slowest speed possible, you know, how like you kind of do that with gliders. This is what it kind of sounds like a guy that knows what he's looking for and trying to pinpoint stuff like very much dissecting an area that that's kind of like what I was thinking. And, and, uh, very scalpel like, yes, like Mm -hmm. it won't go crazy unless you kind of want it to go crazy. Mm. And then, uh, but like what Todd said, like when I see something like that, I have the I have the stretch of, of river in mind that I would love to throw a bait like this, working it at a slower speed, cooler temperatures in the water, you know it. It just I I I, I saw that and I'm like I think I know where I'd want to use this and, uh, but you guys pretty much kind of wrapped it up in your little thing there. Where would we want to run it and it, you know. It kind of I like...
2: just, I love that I love this casting stuff with the, the new baits, um and how we're all talking through it. Um because everybody has such a confidence bait, you know. You know, like I'm going over here, I'm casting this, I'm going here, I'm casting big rubber, I'm throwing this bucktail up on the bank. The w- way that we're all describing this stuff is kind of like a fantasy in a scenario where you would be like okay, you guys are extreme experts, as Andy called us. I think he was was referencing us. But uh, just like you got this strip of water. Here's a handful of baits. Go use them. And we're all just kind of explaining. We're trying to paint a picture of where we would do it. And it sounds like quite fun if it was like, uh, you know, with this bait review, it's like, Kind of inspired me to um well daydream, but uh just be like trying to know, say. here here's a new here's a new uh here's a new waterway here's here's three baits you got here good luck
3: yeah. Vance. Mm-hmm. Th- those of us who don't fish like me that's called virtual fishing
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: <Yeah. laughs>
2: Yeah, I guess I kind of have, like, a flashback there of, you know, but it, this is all what, what it reminds me of, you know, and um, I like it.
0: Nice. All right, so anything else you guys want to add to the Twitch 6? Okay.
2: I want a whole name, like, Twitch 6.
0: How about like T-Bone or Coco the Monkey?
2: I like Twitch 6 because it's like <laughs> a Pick 6.
0: Yeah, it it, it has that, that same kind of feel to it. All right. Thank you, Andrew Musky Bait, uh, for your donation. All right, we're going to move on to the next one. This is the Ash Crafted Musky Lures 8-Inch Honey Badger. So uh, we did the, I think it was also the first podcast where we did the six-inch baby honey badger. I want to make sure I said that right. Yes, the baby honey badger. Uh, This is the eight-inch version. It's a little bit bigger, obviously, by two inches. It weighs uh, four and a half ounces and has three-aught hooks. So it weighs more and has bigger hooks. They are made from hardwood. And in this case, it is oak is the... uh, lumber of choice for the eight inch, whereas the six inch was a maple product. So some of the things here that I want to kind of hit on, and this, this is like a common theme so far with at least the first two baits. Um, this was a repurposed bait. Um, like I, like I talked about with the Andrews, it was going to originally be a trolling bait and then it, it kind of got shelved. This was also going to be a trolling bait, believe it or not. It was a crankbait, and this crankbait did not work, believe it or not. And kind of that story that is that that's kind of like I think most bait makers that screw around with you know just trying to make a bait has kind of hit that my glider didn't work. I'm going to turn it to a crankbait. My crankbait didn't work. I'm going to try to turn it into a glider kind of thing because I've done it both ways. (laughs) I've I've had them fail and I'm like, well, I'm just going to put a lip in this. Well, I'm going to take this lip out and put some lead in the belly. Um, but it's, it's kind of neat to see how all this stuff works. You know, you, you, you kind of stumble and you, you, you set it down, but you're not done with it. And then you go ahead and, uh, um, you know, you pick it back up and you, you kind of make it, make it work. So this was originally going to be a crankbait. Um, you know, having failed several times at the crankbait and then kind of made it as a glider. So the funny thing is once he repurposed the original one as a glider, he, uh, he got it to work. Then he painted it. And, you know, cause that's, that's what most people do. Hey, this thing works. I want to, I want to have this thing look nice. I'm going to go fish it. Well, once he painted it, he forgot where the lead was. He forgot how to make it because <laughs> it was all painted over, <laughs> which
1: that that's gonna... insane
0: I've done that. I, I, I genuinely like this story because yeah. it's me.
1: Relate. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's it's me. So, I mean, that that's really cool that it you know, that's kind of how all this started was. I was going for one thing, and I ended up doing this. Um, but it, it is good. And here's something else that's kind of funny. The the first attempt. Guess where he got the wood from? No one's gonna guess. Okay, you're all wrong. D-
2: dumpster
1: pallet <laughs> wood.
0: That's close, but no. Uh, you're not gonna get this. The first one that he made, it came from the floor of a fire truck.
3: Oh, geez.
0: <laughs> so like an old-timey fire truck. It had the oak flooring on it. And uh, he doesn't really know what happened, uh, like the whole story of the wood, how they got it, where they got it, you know, all this stuff like that. But it very well could have been playing down. And you see how thick that bait is, Vance. It's thin. It's just like the, the baby honey badger.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so it, it very well could have been playing down to take out some of the, uh, you know, who knows. But... That's that's where it came from. That the the original ones wood came from the floor of an old-timey fire truck. So, kind of some that's neat cool. background stuff on that on how this thing started. You know, the the first one started out as a crankbait after it had a uh, it retired from the fire department. You know, probably full benefits and everything. <laughs> okay, that was a joke that failed. Um but anyways, <laughs> yes. Ashcrafted Musculos, you can find him on Facebook and uh you know, to order anything, just go ahead and message him and, you know, kind of take it from there, heard it, tell him you heard it on the AZ Podcast Bait Review. Um, like I've already said, it's a glider. And I'm going to let Vance kind of describe what this glider here looks like.
2: Okay, so this is an 8-inch glider uh, with no tail. There uh, is screw-eye construction on this. It has golden Mustad 3 ot round bends hanging off the bottom side of it that's two of them i know that hook because that's what we use on our raptors and there is that wonderful uh indicator on the nose
0: the reflective tape
2: yes the reflective tape seen on runners and bikes and things like that Mm -hmm. Uh, it's a wonderful indicator to watch what is uh to to track that bait coming in. Um, this particular bait, that's my favorite part out of the bait, outside of the action. I love that thing. It's so little and stupid that it goes such a long way in fishing for muskies. It's like the original mud puppy didn't have it, like all that, that white on it, you know? It was like more of a brown head and then all of a sudden we have this white indicator on the mud puppy. And that was after Dale kind of took it and did his own shin shin dig on it. Um and now we have a white head on it and it's just a great indicator. Just stupid little paint job or a piece of tape. It just is great uh in tracking your lore. Uh from there, uh there's some detail work to this big you have uh painted on fins. Um this is a foil. Um it is a crappy pattern.
0: Hey, it's, uh, not, and, that it's okay, not that bad. I had to bad, get that dumb joke in. Go ahead. Very <laughs>
2: nice. But I mean it looks this does not look stenciled to me. Um this crappy work. Uh and as it as I rotate it in in the light that i have here i mean it almost looks like there's glitter in there too this bait has it all a little bit of everything um but it's a foil uh it's very well done there's some nicks in this bait and stuff like that foil is uh just like a a very hard um it's it's hard to master uh this this seems to be doing very well with some nicks in it. Sometimes and a foil bait, if you get a nick in it, it'll start to peel and things of that nature. But, um, so you got a foil bait here painted on fins. There might be some glitter in there. It's really wild uh, to see all this stuff. Um, but that might just be the foil. I'm not sure, but it, it just... Uh,
0: there's really a lot of layers well to this bait, more or the, less. There's
2: a lot of layers, and it's just another thing that makes me uh just feel like a juvenile painter, which is okay. <laughs>
0: ha- has a really cool accent. It's not overdone, but the red gills.
2: The red how does it how does it look like that? It looks like a Kool-Aid glee.
0: Right, it does. It looks like a Kool Aid stain on on a shirt. How it just kind of fades yeah. out, real nice. It's on the bottom half of the gill plate that is stenciled on there. It's it's subtle, but it's there. I mean, there's it's about half the gill height, and it's it just it fits really nice.
3: Well, isn't isn't the 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 side fin also a little translucent?
0: Oh, it's extremely it
2: translucent. Yeah, I mean, it looks like a real crappy. Yeah, it's it. You yeah. know. It's really freaking cool.
0: Yeah, it's it's very cleanly done. Um, but again, you know, the, this is another bait that I, I'm a little bit shocked at its price. Um, you know, after we kind of described this, he says that they uh, they go for about $45 to $60, depending on if it's a foil job or just a regular paint. That's still, for, for this level of detail, That's that's a pretty good bargain.
2: It is. He's stuck in the past like we are. yeah and he's doing a lot more detail work though you know
0: right right like
2: extremely fair price for what the market is right now this thing's absolutely stunning uh it works fantastic and i mean you have it all here you have fins you have little details it looks just like a crappy foils, and it comes in at a very reasonable reasonable price. So,
0: Yeah, and, and another thing, and we're going to find this out, this bait works well. Mm-hmm. So, Gearman, tell us about how this bait works.
3: Well, I, I think it's no secret of my love of the baby honey badger from the last show uh, that we did on the first bait
0: review. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, it so. was so thick we could cut it with a knife. <laughs> it was, so I was so it excited. Was, it, was, it was thankful. Sorry.
3: i was so excited and thankful you guys uh allowed me to be a part of this testing because i was chomping at the bits to test this one Mm
0: -hmm. and
3: it did not disappoint i mean it it it, like you said just the beauty of the bait alone is incredible but it casts very nice and it has that real uh wide glide that you you desire from any type of glide bait and you can work it slow and has that, that like just incredible kind of um back and forth and like Vance said and I know Todd and I took a beating when we mentioned it but that white indicator really lets you know how you're working it and you can modify your cadence to get it a, a tighter uh, spread or you kind of make the longer pauses with the strokes to get a wider spread across where you're going um, it, it, and it actually works slightly different and I, I don't know how to describe it than the baby honey badger I don't know if it's because of the, the obviously the 8 inches or if it's the density of the wood or what Um, It it just has a slightly different type of glide to it, Um, and it's hard for me to describe. I think it's because it might be a little heavier that the honey badger kind of has a little uh, glide tail off at the end. This one has a more kind of abrupt uh, uh, stop to it at the end of the glide, which, again, both are are triggering factors and and definitely could be a a, a lure that complements each other based on that ending at the end of the, the stroke of the glide. So. Uh, just an incredible bait. Um you know, after the the first time I used the baby honey badger, um I, I hit him up on Facebook and he hooked me up with some, so I have a feeling I'll be doing the same with these because it's just nice uh glide bait and it just has a lot of appealing qualities and it works works incredibly well. So I'm a huge fan as I was on the the Little work Cousins. Um and so just I can't say enough.
0: Nice, Todd. Let's hear your thoughts on it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel the same way, like Steve. I mean, we really, I mean, that 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 small, the the little honey badger, we really like that bait. And uh, and uh, I have a little interruption here with my wife and dog Did company. you did you get a, te- a text that said <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like, no, <laughs> no, no? I I really like that little one. I I think I like this one even better. It was a little bit more like a uh uh the glider that I'm used to as 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 Steve said, like a little heavier, a little, little more snap to it. Uh the other one was a very, I mean, as we said, uh, you you could take a 5 minute cast with that other one. It would just sit there and glide back and forth. I was a little more comfortable with this one, you know, with some wind blowing and and trying to fish it uh a little bit heavier. A little bit quicker fall, you know, sort, sort of what I'm used to. Uh,
0: what, what kind of bait bit, depth do you think you'd get an average run? You know, on an average retrieve, how how deep do you think it's at?
1: I mean, for, for for the gliders that I've used, you know, I would say it's like the standard. Uh, you know, definitely getting a little deeper than that other one, but you know, with that pause, you could let it s- settle in a little bit more and it would sink a little quicker so you could get it down into that pocket a little bit easier than you could the the, uh, the small one, the baby honey badger. Uh, but uh, great paint job, easy to use, glided, I mean, great, great
3: bait. Now, Todd, let me, let me ask you, did you notice um, at the a- outer end of the, the glide, it just reacted a little different than the baby honey badger? I, I mean, it's hard for me to try to describe what was happening.
1: It just seemed like there was something different there. I think it's it's probably the tail. That's your inner bath. Yeah, that that tail, you know, know, relating it back to our baits, it just, uh, you know, the tail sort of, uh, on on our raptors, the tail settles that bait down a little bit. Mm -hmm. I think think that's the same thing that, that you're seeing there that I felt, you know. The tail sort of settled that thing down, a little twitch, and it would just do the thing, come back, back and forth. But without the tail, you know, maybe you had to twitch a little bit quicker or, you know, jump on a little quicker, uh, you know, to get it to do the glide. I think the tail acts like a little bit of a rudder and yeah. keeps it settled in, you know. And without mm-hmm. the tail, you might have to work work it a little bit different, but that's, that's the kind I'm used to using
0: yeah, so, so I'm, 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 no, go ahead. I was gonna I was gonna kind of comment onto that. I noticed that with like some of the bigger gliders that I've made in the past, they they do some different things than the smaller ones. It could just have been the mass on on, mm-hmm. on how I was doing it, and just like the body profile because it you know it did seem quite a bit bigger, um, even though it's just a you know a couple inches longer. It was it was taller. It's fifty percent heavier with only two inches in length difference. So there's some, there's some things going on there. There's some weight stuff, but, um, yeah, there's, there's just that I've noticed that too. Like I have, I have this big 10 or 12 inch glider I made from a hunk of pallet and it, it absolutely just acts so different than some of the smaller ones that I've made, you know, like on the, on the end of the glide. Sometimes there's like a delay, like when you, when you'd pop it and I'm not talking about the honey badger right now, but you know, I don't know if Steve noticed this between the six and the eight, like the, the, the quickness, how sharp it turns. Yep. Was there anything like different there that you picked up?
3: Well, I th- well, to me, I think the baby turns a little bit more, so it's a little sharper. So like Todd mentioned before, you get a five minute cast out of it. This one, I don't think did that, but it had a, you know, it had a, just as wide of a glide, but a more uh, deliberate forward type of motion. And, but I, I just think at the end of it, it was more of an abrupt stop, which like I said, I think is a, a triggering a- aspect in its own. And that's why I just l- love these two together. They they just look similar, but that extra two inches in weight just makes it almost a, a different glider, if you will. I and mean, kind of different, uh, triggering actions at the end points of the glide. And I, I just, it was, I thought it was so subtle and I noticed it, but I'm just having a hard time really articulating it, uh. Well, well,
2: here's I mean, here's a here's a here's a scenario mm-hmm. like on an abrupt stop on a glider where it kind of stays there is kind of an advantage, um, to the fisherman because on that abrupt stop, boom, if that thing sits there and that fish wants to hit it at that point, yeah, it has a second look at it and you have the time to process in your mind like, okay, just hit. I feel weight, and I'm gonna set the hook, uh, which is an advantage uh, to this glider with that abrupt stop. Yeah. Um, and and gliders are so touchy uh, in general. Um, but, you know, to to go from, you know, we're, we're using very vague terms when it comes to this glider and that holds in the industry. You could hand some of this well-versed and say, this works like a regular glider. This is what you would be more used to. And people are like, oh, okay. I can. When somebody says that to me, I completely get it. Mm-hmm. When somebody hands me something where uh, you're seeing these more downsized gliders, they're super small. Um, you have to like be- cast it out there and and get the cadence, and you're like, okay, maybe on the second cast, I can work it a little bit differently, and I'm getting it. But if you hand somebody this and you're like, yeah, this is just kind of like, you know, this will work like a regular glider. People get that Um, and I would say that 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 this is where that bait is at Um, it works like a standard glider uh, and people love that and I like that about it I like that about stop on it because it's such uh, on its glides because it's such a um, you know meticulous bait when you when you're glider fishing and and there, there's just so many factors that could come into either getting the strike and landing the fish or missing the fish. Uh, that stop and that hang time on in between the pauses or, I mean, in between the twitches um, could be, you know, the difference between a catch and a, uh, you know, a missed fish. So uh, that's what I uh, noticed about it. When I picked it up, I was like, "This works like a regular glider to me," um, and uh, I love it. The, there's there's things about that, like when you go from a, a small glider to a larger glider like this, uh, weight is so important. Uh, on on his smaller glides, it's the hooks are, are great. It's this. It's a little six inch glider. Boom, that thing hits. It's probably going to be hooked up. Uh, on a bigger glider, you're trying to hang these hooks around. The fish might grab it and it doesn't get those hooks. But it and it, it's advantage with that abrupt stop and that sit there in between the glides. That could that could be uh, you know the difference between it where it picks up where the little one. Has a good hookup ratio, um, and this goes for all gliders. Uh, you know, to the eight inch where you're trying to figure out like how can I put these hooks on here? What, what's you know, where's when it's gliding, boom, they're they're all over the place. One's left, one's right. That hang time, that little abrupt stop could be uh, you know the money maker in catching that fish. So um, yeah. I like it. Uh, very easy to use. Uh, for for glide fishing uh these gliders are getting more simpler to use for people that are uh, experts or um you know green with it and uh it's always nice to to pick up a glider and be able to use it immediately um, with ease so
0: very good uh to kind of wrap up the the honey badger um we didn't really talk about this. It is also a screw-eyed bait. It's using this, the standard 092 screw-eyes, which... I said a... that. Okay, I don't remember that, but okay. Uh, 150-pound split rings. Um, it does have a Lexan, like, stabilizing tail on it. Um, that That is epoxied and, epoxied and pinned. And uh, also note, there are seven coats of epoxy on the finish, so... I needed to make sure I I hit all of the stuff that was important to be talked about. All right. Going on. And I have a huge stack of papers here after doing all these baits this year. Um, All right. The last one that we're going to be doing. Well, I say that, but I'll surprise you guys later. Um, Supernatural (laughs) big baits. This is the eight five Matlock. So, First off, I'd like to say that I think that's a pretty cool name. Right out the gate. Instead of 8 and a half inch Matlock, they just call it the 8-5. So, oh, Chosinka. Yeah, it is the number 8 and then spelled 5. I don't know. I thought that was kind of cool. Um, this little history here on Supernatural Big Baits. Um, builder, his name is Duff. I'm not sure his last name because that's all I've I've gotten was was Duff on everything, and uh, I had a really long conversation with him yesterday. I mean, we're talking close to forty minutes. Um, the
2: Simpsons.
0: <laughs> so, um,
2: anybody get that? Yes, Wasn't it Duff, Duff, Duff Man. Yeah.
0: his thrusting in <laughs> yeah, the general that's... direction. Okay,
2: very good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, anyways, Duff. Um, he started making baits, kind of tinkering around, have, having a good time with it in 2005. Um, as he described it, he was a furniture maker by trade, and he was like a weekend warrior when it came to making baits. Uh, he had, uh, you know, in college, a lot of a lot of courses uh, that had to do with design, and, you know, he used that in his trade of, you know, making furniture. And, you know, as it started to kind of get rolling, you know a few years later like a lot of these stories are um in 2007 he kind of went hey i'm going to be making musky baits um it was not an easy it was not an easy road to kind of get your name 2007 you know the internet's kind of starting to get going um there were some uh you know there were some i don't want to say I- i'm not going to use the word haters but there were some down players with some of the early baits that he came out with saying that they're, you know, they're too big. They're too much money. They're this, they're that. But some of these people gave him a shot, small orders, and it started to build. And, you know, you kind of get a name and going. And I don't even know, like how long ago I would say that I started hearing about supernatural. Um, Vance, Todd, Wendy, how many years ago do you think you heard of them? Four. I was going to probably say four or five. Um, so they'd been out for all, you know, 10 years, nine, 10 years prior to that. So Todd, do you feel that that was about right?
1: Yeah. I mean, I remember him being at one of the shows we were at.
0: Was it Chicago?
1: Man, I I can't remember Chicago or. He was definitely at a couple of the Ohio.
0: I mean,
2: yeah, there was Ohio. Um, I mean, when this bait first hit, it was unique it was a completely different tie point that we'll get into. So, yeah. yeah, um,
0: So early on, like he was making big baits, like we're talking. And and I, I kind of got the timeline messed up, but early it was, he, he went the opposite direction of what a lot of bait makers do. A lot of bait makers start off with like uh, air quotes, normal size musky baits and then build big. He started making big and then built small. His first bait was called was the eighteen inch supernatural. So, (laughs) not left not a lot there to the imagination. It was eighteen inches long. Yeah, it was big. Um, So this
2: this bait is like considered small to him, where it really is large
0: to a lot of people.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. Because then he went from the uh, eighteen inch supernatural, twelve inch headlock. 10 inch headlock and you know then the, he has the matlocks and the you know a whole bunch of baits but this bait is the 8.5 matlock um you know you can find out more information um supernatural dot is his website um and he made a point to mention bigwood musky lures was the first retailer that gave him a shot so i want to at least make that um the let's talk about Okay, I'm gonna I I'm trying to come up with how I want to how I wanna proceed on this. So this is a crankbait. Make no bones about it. This is a crankbait. Um there as I said, well what, how how deep do you feel this goes? And obviously there there's two ways to answer that. There's a generic answer just to get people to smile and walk away. Um the other is it's really complicated. And truth be told, just about everything is complicated. Remember the saying, "Painting is easy until you know how." So, he says that on the deepest setting in ideal conditions, you might get that bait down twenty-four, twenty-five feet, which is pretty deep, in my opinion. That's insane. He kind of kind of goes for like a three-to-one ratio at three and a half miles an hour. So, without getting into whole big physics lessons of line diameter, leader what you have for terminal tackle, water temperature, speed, line out, where's your tip, wetted line, how much wetted line is in it. Um, He's just saying around three and a half miles an hour. A ballpark figure is if you have 30 feet of line out, you're 10 foot deep. The three to one rule. It's a good ballpark. Um, So he, his, his tie point, As Vance already mentioned, so I wanted to, I wanted to, I'm going the route I wanted to go. So I'm coming back to this tie point. Vance, describe the tie point.
2: Okay. The tie point Uh, there is a cylinder that freely moves uh, north and south. What keeps it on the lip is a split ring. Um, and you can move that thing up. It's almost like a piston. Um, and that split ring keeps it there. Uh, there are three different settings for this bait. There is one close to the nose, there's a middle grade one, and there is one close uh, to the end of the lip in this current bait. Um, the best way I can describe it is that piston-style look uh, and what's keeping it connected is a split ring. It is unique to supernatural big baits. Very, very
0: cool. And this tie point can freely pivot. That is a that is a design purposely put into here. And how he got the concept, and since since running this and gotten getting popular, there has been it has spawned um, similar designs on on Mm. other on uh, other bait brands um -hmm. but i felt this was important because you know you can come up with any i like some of the best ideas are spawned from like the most normal things you do in life and it just hits you right so the concept of having that tie point pivot and why it helps it walk at speed this bait wanders left and right as you're trolling it. That's, that's kind of the whole point of this. And he got that concept from literally walking his dog. As his dog was on the leash, it would go from one side of the sidewalk to the other. And he noticed that the leash would rotate the collar around the dog's neck, not really affecting the dog at all, but it would just, it would kind of freely go to one side or the other, depending on how the dog was wandering. And, uh, he says, "I got to try to figure out how I can incorporate a design feature that allows this to happen." And what he what he kind of came up with with that tie point was, and these are this is this is the interview coming from him at the eight. He feels that at three miles an hour, that thing is going to walk four foot off center, so it could have an eight foot extreme to extreme wander which is a lot of side-to-side movement.
2: I don't disagree.
0: Do you, Vance, Todd, did you guys – know? I mean, uh, Gearman, Todd, did you did you guys notice that?
3: Oh, well, yeah, and I, I have some uh, – the 12-inch bat locks, I have some 10-inch bat locks, so I'm familiar with this bait and this sucker moves.
0: <laughs> okay.
3: Yeah, so it, it definitely uh, goes back and forth, and I made the mistake once of putting it in a down rod. And man, it didn't take too long to <laughs> catch the other side. So yeah, it walks.
0: Yeah. So I asked him, I said, Well, okay, if this thing's walking all over the place, clearly there has to be a speed limit. This is going in my head. And I asked him straight up, I said, At what speed range do you feel that your bait runs the best? Because, you know, like we've talked about wileys before. A Wiley really doesn't start walk you know, get getting its moves on until three and a half, four miles an hour is when it really starts to shine. But what what Duff told me, he feels his bait is running at fish catching wiggleness between two point eight and eight miles an hour. So Good Lord. I don't know who's running it at eight, but that's what he <laughs>
3: That's moving. That's
0: crazy. <laughs> um but yeah, that that that's kind of like the, the, the thing going on there and uh with some of the background stuff, but now you know, some uh technical stuff on the construction. It is it is wood, red cedar. Um he gets the red cedar and when they rough shape it, he actually goes and puts it and air dries it even more. He wants to be right around a six percent uh moisture content. It's a screw eye bait. He has lead weight, but he's been switching over to a non-lead substitute. I didn't ask anything further than that, but that's what he said.
2: He's and going green.
0: You got to. Go woke, go broke. <laughs> um, and there's four coats of epoxy on this. And here's something that he was very, like, we're pro-screw-eye here, um, but he was very proud of the fact that this thing was screw eyed and which is, which is kind of goes, you know, you're you're petting the cat the wrong way in the musky world on these big baits. If you're saying your stuff is screw wide, I'm not against through wire. I'm not against screw. eye. I think that they're, you know, they're both acceptable, but he was very, very proud and says, I will, I will have a conversation with anybody you're not going to be messing with these screw eyes. And they're the same screw eyes that we use that all these other baits on the review on this review show use. So it's a screw eyed bait, but here, here's the kicker in, in describing this, he said, these are simple paint jobs. And pretty much just as simple as that. Like literally he said, yeah, they're simple paint jobs. Some of them are done with a rattle can. They have been playing around with some glitter and foil. Um, he told me some more about some of the foils uh, stuff that he was doing. I'm not going to bring it up any further because, um, but, you know, that's that's basically what this is. Um, it's a, it's a, the, the bait that you have, I'm just going to let Vance describe it. Vance, describe the bait, uh, the paint.
2: Well, this one's a, a little bit different. Um, uh, on this paint, I'm not going to, talk about anything in previous history but uh it it looks like uh it almost looks like there's a tape on it um eight inch bait on the back side of it it, it almost spans two inches um got some bug eyes on there some 3d eyes and it is a uh, silver shad based looking paint job um white belly uh Orange and yellow gill plate, um, and there is kind of like a pearl uh, on this bait. It, it with uh, some pink and purple uh, hues to it. So I would call this more like a shad at the base of like a silver. Um,
0: I'd call it like a silver Rapala,
2: like a almost like a silver Rapala. Yeah.
0: yeah, there's there's some 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 cheek highlights on it that are you know orange and yellow but primarily it's like a like a scaly it's a foil scaly looking profile there
2: is a, there is a lateral line on it a very faint one so it that's why i'm like trying to like go away from uh, the rapala look but it's rap- silver rapala based no doubt um but then again those pink and purple hues come through that that make it look like uh, a shad and I would actually say that this is one of the better paint jobs out of um, out of the lineup, uh, but we all know where we lie on uh, on paint jobs over action as musky fishermen. So,
0: right, yeah it it it's definitely like th- there is no one here that would argue that this pattern would not catch fish. And, and it's it's refreshing <laughs> to see a high end bait maker be like, "Yeah, I don't think that the fish really care. This is this is this is adequate for what we're doing." And how can you disagree?
2: Yeah, and it also looks like uh, where the screw eyes enter in the bait, it almost looks like there's like a pilot hole or something like that. So it's also digging into the wood. And there is also epoxy going into it as well. Um, and that's how we actually uh, fix screw eye baits uh, that we want to continue to run, i.e. Wiley's. But that's after hundreds of, of
0: bites a lot of on use. them and
2: things like that. You know, lots of, lots of use. You know, we, we use epoxy and then put a screw eye in it and then it's a done deal. It's not coming out. Um, It almost looks like that is. uh, It's odd that they're sideways. That too, but that's how I'm also like getting into yeah. this like little yeah. like, pilot hole that has epoxy down into it. It's it doesn't look like it's going to come out, you know. So it, it's uh, they, the they are
0: they thin, are secured.
2: It's it's very secure.
0: The, the bait body has some heft to it. It has some thickness.
2: Mm-hmm. At like close to two inches across the back, I would say, um, and then on uh, it, its broadsides, I you know you're looking at probably three inches.
0: Yeah, the the profile it, height you say is about three.
2: Yeah, maybe a little bit better, uh, but yeah, three inches.
0: It, it, it... When you pick it up and hold it, you feel like you're holding something of of substance. Heavy. Yeah,
2: very heavy. Maybe these walking baits need to be weighted that way, just like a glider is. Um, interesting.
0: Yeah. So I mean, that's that. I mean, you got a great website. You can go. You can order directly from the website. There's also a whole bunch of um, online retailers. Team Rhino Outdoors, Muskie Shop, Thorn Brothers, Muskie Tackle Online. Those are some of the big names. If you're looking to, you know, if if you're thinking you're going to kind of want, you know, to to explore this or pick a few up here, um, those are some great, great avenues there to get them. Um, I don't know. Let's, uh, I didn't start with Vance first on any of these other baits. Vance, tell us how this thing ran.
2: This was a walking bait, and you're going to hate me right now because I came out of my shell uh, for sound quality. Uh, but it runs pretty extreme. Uh, and I, I the way that we run a spread, I, I can't even put that in the down rod. I mean you, you absolutely can, but like what I'm used to I'm not putting it in my down rod if I'm doing something like short lining, I need something long line uh, next to it uh, because the walking is ex- it's very extreme it it's does. eating up real
0: estate that another bait would be sliding in,
2: correct, yeah, so like big board situations where you're running a couple baits, maybe only two rods off of your boat in a big uh in in big water situations absolutely uh run those things off your boat in that situation where your other lures are out on large boards and things of that nature um it's absolutely crazy how much this thing blocks uh just unbelievable um definitely a, a strike trigger uh if you have it running solo where you can set it up on your boat that way where it's it's kind of on its own island uh, have fun with it there's a lot of action that's going on and it's hard to pin down on it's it's doing different things all the time uh, w- which is which is neat you know maybe it walks two feet once and then it boom it takes an extreme over over the other side to four feet. Uh, Then it comes back and does that same thing. It's absolutely wild. Um, And when I put it in the water at first, I had it like a foot underwater testing it. And I was like, okay, I need to (laughs) not do that. I was like, this isn't a regular crankbait. I was like, this thing is, you know, this lip is uniquely designed for this thing to go. Boom. I put it in a, in a, uh, in a down rod, keep everything away from it. And then, then I could see it working, uh, like crazy. And I'm like, okay, I get this now. Um, really, really cool design. I love that it was something new in, uh, the musky world that it was relatively, uh, in a short amount of time, you know, we say four, four years ago that this thing was like a mass production, uh, where he was like, yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to go after this four or five years ago. Um that's pretty that's pretty recent for something so new to come out and be successful to make this thing walk the way it does that you're getting copied and people are like, Yeah, this is you know, you got a metal lip, you got a Lexan lip, uh one's rounded, one's squared, and now you have this uh supernatural lip. Uh super cool stuff. And uh Wild, definitely uh love it at slow speeds because it is doing just crazy. I think. I think the slower you go, the crazier it's it's going. Uh, so when I am like fishing uh, in a slow setting, this thing would shine. I.e., fall, early spring, something like that. This thing's doing a lot more than the other crankbaits are are doing. It's working places hard.
0: I like it. Um, let's go, Todd, let's go you next.
1: Yeah, I, I'll just repeat a lot of what, uh, Vance said there. I mean, I, I'm like Steve. I have, I, I have one of these. I have been running it some and, uh, you know, last fall, I was slowing her down a little bit late in the fall. I was running it in my down rod and uh, that's when I first got it like mid-October last year and, uh, in playing with it, you know, first putting it in the water was hoping I wouldn't get all tangled up and, and it, it didn't, it didn't at the speeds I was running last fall. Now the other day when I was running it, I stuck it in a down rod and, uh, you know, it got the, uh, it got the side rod real quickly, but I I was (laughs) a little quicker. (laughs) You know, I, I was trolling a little faster, uh, Man, I, I mean, I can see Canada, Minnesota, these places where you have one rod out each side. Incredible. You're, you're spanning the whole side of the boat with that lure. Uh, with the spread we're trying to run, definitely think, you know, the slower speeds are going to help you out a lot there. It's just an incredible, I've, I've said this from a long time ago, I've always said when someone says, oh, this bait walks back and forth. And, you know, my initial thinking when I hear that, I mean, there's other baits that do this, the Ziggies, the, you know, some of your, the, the boss shads, uh, that walks back and forth. That means it's a tangler, you know, but some of these guys got it dialed in and that, that style has it dialed in. I did, I've never played with the lip, uh, the different tie points, uh, it came in that middle one and I've just been playing with that middle tie point obviously you move it back towards the head of the bait it's gonna get deeper fronts gonna get shallower but uh really unique design and it will walk and you know when I slow it when I slowed it down last fall ran it for hours no issue with running our six rod spread that we're typically running uh, had a little bit of problems <laughs> when I tried to do it on you know five miles an hour because I was running six poles, uh, but incredible bait, just incredible design. The way you said he, the way he figured out how to, uh, attempt to do something like that by watching his dog. <laughs> it's just mm-hmm. neat. That's neat stuff, man. It's good stuff.
0: Just everyday, everyday things. And it just catches a little something in your brain and then it sticks with you.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but i wonder if you move this bait uh backwards or forwards if it would tighten the walk or widen it
0: like the lip you mean
2: the tie point the tie
1: point yeah
0: oh yeah i mean the 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 various tie point locations he told me were just for depth
1: yep, yeah i mean well, it, it would
0: have to also affect the walk but you that's know what i was wondering too
1: and here's something. It is a big, bulky lip. And that tie point, I mean, it's look like, I'm sure this is what Vance did when he said, I put it in the water just to test it. And I did that the first time that I had one in my hands. And I put it in the water to test it. And I was like, I have no idea how to tune this thing. Like, you know, <laughs>
0: There's no bending the so, eye.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, lay it in the water like, make sure it's running through. And it's going two feet to one side and two feet to the other side. It's like I guess it's running true. I d I I don't know how you tune how you would tune that base.
0: I know? thought
2: that I thought
1: that too and uh
2: when it when it was about tuning. And I looked at the bottom and because the screw eyes are not are kinda of offset, going left and right rather than north and south on the
0: They they're, they're ninety the beta. degrees from what most people think of a screw exactly. eye. Exactly.
2: I was like, oh, I'll just bend one of those in the body. And then I was like, wait a minute. I will not do that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it was uh, it was all, it, you know, it's it's interesting stuff. It's yeah. unique. Um. And I would say that if you just, if we're dead center in the middle out of the three tie points that you can place and easily changeable with a set of split ring pliers, Um, if you put it close to the nose, I would imagine it would dive and be more tight of a, of a walk. If you would put it on the, and, and I I would say that that would probably be good for a speed setting, a faster setting if you're running it and maybe fast meaning three, two to three, eight middle is middle ground far away at the edge of the lip. I would imagine, uh, that, you would get these walks with like a minnow bait style uh, wobble to it. It just, uh, there's a lot of things going on here. I'd never had one of these things. Um, and to here and play around with it was cool. I ran it today. It actually got a hit on it, um, which is cool. And um, it was real musky teeth that are in there and uh it was uh it's just something that i'm not used to using some uh some w- with that being said just the extreme walk that it has uh it's just something i'm not used to very very cool bait this is a large bait to me and it's the smallest one that they make
0: that's right Gearman. let's hear your stuff
3: so this was another reason I was excited to test this lot because I don't know if I've ever told the story of how uh, I found Fat AZ. But when I go on a search for a type of lure, I, I get really obsessive with it. So, you know, when I was looking for a suspending jerk bait, I searched and searched and searched and came across <laughs> your videos and found the rapture. Well, the same type of obsession on when I started getting into my trolling thing. Uh, I said I'm gonna find the bait that walks the furthest. And so in the searching, I came across those headlocks and matlocks, and and so I had the 12 inch and the 10 inch, and I uh, and man, they they walk like crazy. Now I've I've tested the three different settings, and I haven't noticed really a difference in width of walk. But I mean, there might be there, but when you're talking the difference between like eight feet and six feet, it's hard to see because this sucker's going all over the place anyway. So I I just love those baits. Um, like Todd mentioned, when I first tried it, uh, it, it fouled everything up because it hit that side rod. And, uh, yeah, but and and I was going a little faster with it. But this thing, it, it's just a fascinating bait to me. It has like a cult following, and there's like Facebook pages that are just dedicated to people catching fish on these things. Big bait walks all over the place, like we mentioned a hundred times. And it's just cool to really see in that water because every time you think it's going out to that extreme, you think it's going to blow out, but it doesn't. It comes right back, and it. it uh, and I've never even tuned any of mine, so I, I, I assume it's an auto-tuning thing with that kind of pivoting head.
0: Uh, who knows? I don't know. I,
3: I just never had a problem with any of them running. Now, again, I don't have 50 of them to test out, but it was cool to see the eight and a half inch inch uh, version because I'll be honest, I didn't even know that was out there uh and so that was really fun to, uh, and the way i ran it as the day i was fishing i was casting and i wanted to go from like one weed edge down to the other and i didn't feel like putting on the motor so i just put the trolling motor on 10 through this thing in the water and i was going about three miles an hour and i, I turned my active target back to watch this sucker in the water and it, it was just cool It goes, it you know has a pretty pretty good and i'd say he was pretty accurate with the, the depth profile he, he suggested because that's about what it was i had about maybe uh Almost 30 foot of line on, maybe a little less, and it was close to 10 feet. So, but it was running back there. It just, you could even see it like kind of going uh, in and out of that kind of cone. It wouldn't disappear because the cone was wide enough, but you could just tell by how strong that signal was. That sucker was was moving back there. So it's a really cool bait. Um, Just if you want something that walks like crazy, I don't know if anything out there that does more than this thing. So it was just fun to test that time when I was kind of trolling around with it. And I was just convinced something was going to come up in that screen and appear and either follow it or hit it. You know, it just it just has that fish catching kind of feel to it, and uh, and it just has a lot of heft and it just it, it's like a quintessential musky bait. You know, you think of a big bait in the fall that you're going to troll and you can troll slow. I never took it up to eight miles an hour. I'm, uh, <laughs> that's pretty fast, uh, but uh, I've definitely trolled the other ones in the like five to four range, and then this one at three, and they, they just still walk. I mean, that that just definitely a, a wide bait, man. It's, it's cool.
0: Good deal. So what we got here is we got a, a big bodied bait that can handle speed that likes to go all over the place. And I think that we pretty much all agree. I, I would say that this, this to me is a, this is like a fall fatty bait. Just, I don't know that that's kind of what I see because it if it can if it can handle slower speeds and still have all that action that's kind of like where my mind is thinking is cooling water and just you know you let it kind of get down there and let it do the work for you and that's also yes. probably why we uh chose this one to do last along with the the slow rolling twitch bait here and the bigger glider that's why we did this on purpose. Yeah.
2: Kind of fell in that way. I mean, the guy literally created a new lip. Uh, it's, it's so cool. Um, and, and you see other, other bait makers using it and you're like, Oh, and people just immediately want to say, that's a copy. That's a copy. We get that all the time. with Like how the project X was and yada, yada, yada. And you don't care about that. Um, but the, the best uh, homage to the man, uh, Duff, was at that Chicago musky show he did uh, at a place that has since been leveled and for good reason.
0: and um, run?
2: Yeah. I mean, what a shithole. I mean, <laughs> I was un- they were like, prepare yourself for the best musky show ever. And, like, it was at that place. I mean, it was like a giant dump. But um, <laughs> do you remember at that show, it was very uh, headlock-oriented. Once we uh, set up our booth, which was put into the, like, back corner where no one could see us with like very the, the little lighting. Like dripping water in, in a pool it was literally light. It was literally right by the emergency exit. Uh, that we should have used on. <laughs>
0: we should have pretty much we, we shipped early.
2: We should have, yeah, we should have just got out of there and used that emergency exit to leave in the first hour of the show. But uh, Duff and crew walk in, and those headlocks head and matlocks, they're all over the place. You remember that? The guy tripped out of this snowstorm.
0: Oh my gosh. <laughs> I remember now talking to him. Because I was trying to make jokes about it, <laughs> like I'll just he put these was, he did not, not, he did not think that it was nearly as funny as I thought it was, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean because these were
2: like these were like a hundred dollar baits at the time, and this is a short time ago. This is maybe what was that three years ago yeah. two years ago who knows when we were in Chicago the last time um, but you know this is an expensive bait at this time. 100 bucks now people don't even bat an eye and this a 100 bucks for a lure that was 12 inches and 10 inches so it makes sense uh on the scale of where where musky baits are now um but so these are all over the floor uh, all of them okay
0: i, I want to describe this a little better so this exit in and out the threshold <laughs> was a little bit higher than what Everyone feels a door's threshold should be from the sidewalk. So they were pushing this cart with these bins of these headlocks and matlocks and you just kind of, you give it a little running bump to get up and over it. Well, it was enough to just topple the cart over and spill them.
2: He spilled them
0: on the inside of the building, but the way that the cart fell, they were the, the, the person pushing it and Duff were stuck outside. So they're sitting there looking at us rummaging like rats to help them. And you know, if someone wanted to, they could have grabbed them and ran. <laughs> and, like they're stuck outside. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that was that was hilarious. That was actually like our first experience with the gentleman Duff. Um And but then
0: also Sergio. But go ahead,
2: Sergio. Yes. Um, God bless him and uh, Tony Bobbins. Uh, oh Bobbins goodness! But right. remember that time. Um. When we took a walk around the show, there was a uh, a deliberate uh, knockoff to these headlocks and matlocks that were being made. A guy was selling a kit.
0: They were (laughs) probably the worst baits we ever seen.
2: We've ever seen. They were a different wood. They were thinner, but you can get a block of wood that was shaped like a headlock and you could get the lip. And you could create your own. And all it was was a Walmart folding table that you could buy that you could take to a tailgate or whatever or a show. Um And there was just a pyramid-style stack of these things. And then on the other side was the kit, the make-your-own-kit. And the ones that the gentleman he, that was
1: – He had some said, that he painted himself? Too. Oh <laughs> my
2: god! There was there was a picture. There was a picture that you would see in a binder
1: Thanks
0: from like old nineteen
2: old- nineteen seventy of a muskie being caught. I mean, ob- of, of this guy that caught a muskie at some point, but it was like a thirty year old photo. Obviously, not on the lures that he's selling or the kit that he's selling because that wasn't around. Again, this is a new lift, and he also painted these and this was like a little eight, eight by 10 picture of you know, to show some credit. And I mean, it was a nice fish. It might've been a 47 at best that he called a 57, but, uh, that stack of homemade painted things was in fricking sane. I mean, you would pick up a bait and there would be huge glitter on it, or there would be just <laughs> big racket can splatter on it. And how about that? Would be it. You th- no, you could smell how, it. You could smell the it. The epoxy. But if you th- there would be a like, side yeah,
0: completely void of epoxy,
1: one side <laughs> was void <laughs> of.
2: <yeah>, one side <laughs> had epoxy, the other didn't. The other one smelled like. Uh, you know, you were you were doing whippets, and the other side <laughs> had uh, epoxy on it. You know, it was crazy, and I remember... uh you
1: kept like, wanting to go back. You took us all over there. Come on, let's go talk. To that's what I did.
2: That's what I
1: did. I was like,
2: let's one by one go over
1: there. I was like, you guys got to see
2: this. And I went over there as... Like a buyer, you know? And I let him give me the whole spiel about it. And I was blown away. Dude. It was crazy. I was like, just- and after I came back, I was like, all right, now your turn. You got to go. <laughs> <down."> <laughs> you go me talk. It
0: was
3: crazy.
2: Didn't
0: he say something crazy. like I sold one the whole show?
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, there was that lore swap at the end, and one of like the 27. 27- Meeting rooms.
0: <laughs> didn't he, like, carry an it was... armful there to unload them? Yeah. <laughs> like, his epic fail?
2: Yeah, he took them a- didn't even want them there. <laughs> I um... mean, this is... You, you, no joke, you're picking up a bait that is, like, bare wood on one side, and the other side yeah. is red and has glitter on it with epoxy. The other thing is bare wood. It was crazy. <laughs>
0: I don't and know I'm how thinking, we got to, This was not I'm, supernatural. This was a knockoff. <laughs> supernatural.
2: But it felt like it was supernatural because it wouldn't make sense at this big height <laughs> <hike> show. <this laughs> like,
0: horrible knockoff right next to you.
1: Right next to you. That was just a complete pile of garbage. And dead center in the middle of that show.
0: He got a better, oh, no. better real he estate than,
1: better us. than us. <laughs> right, dead center.
0: We, yeah, so this is like how good of spot we were at. People would round the corner and just kind of like stretch their neck out and look, and like nothing, and they wouldn't even walk by. Like it wasn't even mm-hmm. worth their steps to. They'd sooner cut the corner than to come by us.
2: That mm-hmm. <laughs> was so freaking funny. What I mean, what that was amazing. Like that guy got that a better booth than us. His was like. Dead nut center just walk into the show you're gonna find him four booth down he was like next to freaking team rhino yeah, yeah.
0: so
1: <laughs> rhino and uh true glide he was right across from mm-hmm. Bates, yeah
0: yeah someone that had bar fighters <laughs> was near him
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> like all the all the uh the heavy hitters and high baits were like right there and collectibles And, And, uh,
0: I I mean, I think I know how the conversation went down. He probably gave him the sales spiel to, to like the, the, the promoter slash like coordinator guy that's running the show. And he's like, listen, I got the spot for you. You're going to be a big draw. (laughs) Anyways, that's a funny story. He
3: drew all three of you there.
0: (laughs) Well, he, he drew Vance's attention. who then said, we have to go. I was embarrassed. It was embarrassing <laughs> to go there. It, there's only so much BS smile I can put on my face. And there just, I didn't have it in me to let this guy pour his heart out and like, like have that desperation look of like, dude, my wife's going to kill me. I thought I was going to turn a quick 10 G's and I didn't even celebrate.
1: <laughs> he looked, he definitely looked homeless. Uh, we all said the same thing. Like my, uh, man, our my daughter could have painted that thing. Yeah.
0: Like, you, did you do this last night? Is this like yeah. is this what
1: Is that why there's no is that why it's still
0: sticky in your fingerprints stuck in it and a big hair? Yeah. Big in, in the sides
2: that did have epoxy on it, it wasn't uh consistent. It was like epoxy no. bubble. Blotchy. Epoxy and... blotch. It was amazing.
1: Four coats on one side and none on the other,
3: yeah,
0: probably the due to the fact he had no wheel, and he just did it he just and like had, he actually, probably did, yeah. epoxied it and then sat it on some newspaper, so when he picked it up, it kind of ripped and left ink prints in it. it
1: Hel- helps him walk more <laughs> a little heavy on one side
0: <laughs> all right, well, thank you, supernatural big bates for for the donation um I mean we great baits all of these baits have been great i'm really appreciative to anyone here who has um donated all the listeners all the people that you know have been part of the raffles these will go up here in the next week or so uh we're gonna let some time go let people listen to this we'll we'll do what we've been doing but i do have a curveball only one person knew that i was going to do this and i told him monday we got one (laughs) more bait to review gen two swimmer are you guys familiar with this very vance
1: didn't know know we were gonna review i know that's
0: why it's a secret and i just dropped it on you guys (laughs) so so the new swim bait the one that we've been playing with the molds Mm -hmm. uh the whole new process different eyes and all that Let's do a quick review on that, and I'm gonna try to get one made and we're gonna ship it out with the with the group, although it's not gonna be in the photo. Nice. Um so we've re- we revamped our swim bait, the six inch. We got all new molds, all new wire harnesses, new lead molds, a whole new process on this thing. Um you know, we're gonna talk probably more about it here next spring as as the shows get close. But um I'm I'm just gonna go ahead, gear man. Talk, yes. talk about it since, since you're, like, not vested in it like we are.
3: Well, so here, here was the cool thing. One day I went over Andy's when I was up around his house, and he was showing me the new molds and showed me the new process of, the, of uh, bending the wire and where the lead was, and he says, you know what? I'm going to make you one, start to finish. I mean, it was, it was so cool to watch because he bent the wire, actually melted the lead, put it in the mold. He said, what color do you want? I got to pick the color. He, he
0: held his breath.
3: Yeah, held my breath from the lead fumes, but he melted the the put the harness in this new like uh, mold that they have, or he created, and poured the the rubber in and let it cure. And then he had the, he, he have these new eyes. They have it's not like the um, the adhesive eyes. These are like plastic inserts that he glued in. And and man, it was it, it, and I've been fishing it quite a bit. It's it's just the process was cool. The style. Um, it's, it's a little more round, if you will. I mean, it it has definitely the same profile, but the top of the old swimmers is kind of like slotted. Like you just, if you were to take your thumb and kind of drag it across the back, it had that kind of concave, uh, look to it. This, this has a little bit more rounded back. It doesn't quite have that. And, and man, it, it just fishes incredible. It has a, it has a little bit, a little bit more of a forward glide on the drop when you kind of do that yo-yo fish with, you know, kind of fishing it up and down. It obviously swims clean when you you bring it right in, and and as you guys know on a past podcast I'm I'm in love with the six inch swimmer and I have ten million modifications that I have set up with it from just the standard swimmer to double blades in front of it all the way up to the A rick that I've stuck three of these on and and uh, it just man I'm loving the, the 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 next generation and not that the first generation was bad that obviously caught a lot of fish as well but this. This next phase is just uh, an exciting chapter in the evolution of the swimmer.
0: All right, Todd, what's your take on it?
1: Yeah, I mean, the evolution of the swimmer, the first bait, Andy. Mm I mean, it's what started everything. (laughs) It is. Uh, Yeah. uh, I like the – when I first got the first ones from you, when I first met you, you know, we did a, sent you some pictures right away, and it was like, yeah, man, a little heavier wire would be nice. You know, just it would look Different better. Different split I
0: know rings.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, some bigger split rings, and this is doing it all just as such a much cleaner shape uh, than like Steve was saying about the top. Uh,
0: the the top pour we we've changed how we're molding this, and it's still a top pour, but it it don't look it.
1: I got one and, uh, actually lost the tail yesterday. Finally failed on me yesterday. Uh, that was a lot of fishing and, uh, quite a few fish.
0: Um, are you, you're, you're liking the new harness and, and what we're doing with it and how it ties the whole thing in?
1: Oh yeah. 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 Just, it just, it's just nicer clipping it onto that heavier wire, uh, cleaner bait i mean we had white has there ever been any paint sprayed on any of these yet or is it just
0: no uh gear man got yeah. a gold glitter gold but glitter, other than yeah. that they're all been pearls
1: yeah but that's not a bad color
0: right no no it is not i like that <laughs> color um vance what was your take on it
2: my take uh I think I've been pressing it for like two years, maybe even longer, because like I always had a soft spot for the the swimmer, but now that I'm doing them and uh, painting them and doing all that stuff, uh, it's, it's nice uh, to see something new. It's very sleek, very modern. Uh, this is something that you could would be able to pick up in a big box store uh, in beautiful. Uh, plastic packaging Um, it just looks wonderful it it looks like it's a mass produced bait um, like a bulldog or a Poseidon or something like that but it's not we're we're hand making everything Um, and with Andy's uh, ability to do molds and being an engineer and all that good stuff uh begging and pleading and a lot of resistance he finally got it done um
0: is this what you call a compliment sandwich yes (laughs) (laughs) and
2: uh i'm super excited about it and i mean i caught seven fish i caught i caught shit the clients caught seven fish on it before i had a failure and, uh, we're using a new bond coat, uh, with it. And, and it's, it, it held up the, uh, the, the failure came in the tail after this is a very small bait. Um, and we caught big, I caught big giant fish on, uh, for Chautauqua standards. And, uh, the tail finally went after seven, uh, smashing hits they were just annihilating this thing for so many days straight so much that i had to grab my uh material uh from my house and remelt a bunch of things uh to make these swim baits again um but it's sleek um i was hitting like 99 percent on the swimmers working uh, i'm still going to test them all but this thing look it, it's it's uh the ingenuity is so nice behind it um that it almost looks like it's going to be a hundred percent i'm sure it's some duds and that's why i'm still going to test all of them prior to painting um but just awesome stuff uh super excited about it and um eventually this will continue in six it will go from six eight and ten that's our you know goal um Don't know if that'll be ready for show season, but we will definitely have the six uh, going and uh, something to look forward to. Uh, These are more resilient uh, with the same thumping action. Um, Just stunners. So excited
0: about them. So anyways, um, we have the eight inch mold that might be done here in the next week or so for, for a little bit of, trial and error see how that goes that's the that's the update i'll tell you about it um but so i've kind of got two things going parallel with with in time you know machine time going i want to try to get the prototype eight out so we can have some time to play with it in the last couple months of fishing but then we're also going to be getting uh our production molds for you know not just doing onesie twosies with this we can kind of go a little bit faster with with the make on these so Um, that's kind of where that is right now. We're going to be narrowing down a couple different eye options. We have two options available right now. Both are better than the sticker eyes that we've been using forever. So I haven't come up with what we feel is going to be the best option yet, but we, we have two. So the eyes are different, just about everything's different, but it looks very much the same. So, but I didn't want to spend a ton of time on, on our bait. I just, I wanted to at least bring that up and we're going to throw one in, um, into this i just i'm gonna have to get it made here soon and we'll uh we'll go from there but that's gonna be our our little addition to uh you know help the minnows help the muskies by feeding them minnows i'm not really helping the minnows because they probably don't want to be where they're going to go (laughs) to be honest so
1: long they do not have a nice life
0: no, I think like if if you could if if a minnow could understand that it's a minnow, it kind of knows its fate. So, but bait is bait. That's right. Yes, that that would be the A Z bait review going on here. So, four baits in this raffle, and uh, very similar format to what we've uh, done in the past. Put them up there. Well, five bucks a spot, unlimited. All of the money, 100% of it. If you're paying attention to like Joel Morrow's post or uh, Muskie's Inc., Three Rivers Chapter, when we when we donate it, he always puts up a little thing that we donated that. So if you need to cross-reference. But we're not we're not pocketing a penny of any of this stuff. It's all going to Muskie's Inc. So uh, I appreciate everyone's help, all the bait makers. Um, in that closing statement, uh, do you guys want to add anything before we end this?
3: No, just uh, thanks for having me on and allowing me to be a part of these reviews. You know, I love gear, so this was a a, a fun thing to do, and and definitely a cool thing
1: what you guys are doing for for the muskies, not the bait. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: yeah, I just hope we hope we can continue that. I mean, it was fun. It was it, fun.
0: It helps it so, helps the bait makers out too. Yeah, that, that yes, that's it, nice because there there would be no industry if there weren't for the bait makers. You wouldn't get these cool little innovations in the pushing of the, of the different kinds of paints and uh, the finishes and you know just techniques of doing things. So, it was it was good fun and you know we're gonna appreciate see w- guys. what's
1: that. I appreciate all those guys getting involved and sending us baits. You know,
0: mm-hmm. that's a work. Yeah, got to play with some of the cool baits that you know we might not normally touch. Some of this stuff was, you know, pre-production. Some of this stuff was one-off. It, it was, it, it was fun. It was good stuff. So, all right, I'm going to wrap this up. Big thanks to Fat AZ Musky Products, Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, St. Croix Rods, Ranger Boats, Vix Marine, and Aquatraction. Um And with that, everyone, it's, uh, you can kind of smell it, feel it, falls in the air, you know, kind of gets you excited, you know, for me the hot weather's leaving and, you know, some optimism's creeping back in. So, um, thanks for listening. Good luck fishing.